Welcome to the Longest Stride podcast. Each week, we bring you engaging conversations with the global running community. We interview community builders and leaders and the incredible runners who inspire us all. We're by runners for runners. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Greenwald and Andre Morgan. Welcome to the Longest Stride. I'll admit, when I first heard about the food runners, I immediately thought about all the amazing places they ran to and ate. Turns out their purpose is much more than that. Food Runners is actually a run club, a movement comprised of chefs and restaurant industry folks. Joining us today to tell us more about this inspiring crew is Chuck Ortiz. Welcome. Welcome, Chuck. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Oh, that's easy. I, I wish we were having food first, you know? Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> we should do that next time. Like, all right, you want to come on? I'm we're going to need, yeah. like, yep. yeah, meal. Right across the table, we'll just, like, have a conversation. That would be I'm, nice. I'm already ready. I'm, I'm down for that. Let's yeah. do it. Welcome, man. I think um, a lot of individuals in the city know about the food runners based on the name and the images that we've seen on Instagram, but we don't know the story. But how Jonathan and I like to start it is get to know about you as a runner. How did it start for you, Chuck? Oh, man. So running for me, it's it goes actually um, way back to high school or no, elementary school. It was like short distance was my thing. Like I was in love with track and field. Um, I watched Team Canada every Olympics. Nice. You know, 100 meter, um, especially relay. That was my thing. And then in high school, you know, it was one of the things that I was actually good at. Like, you know, I was, I, ironically, I was decent in basketball, but running was like the thing that really kind of set me apart. And I was, you know, going to track meets, you know, came third in metros for, for 400 meter, I think it was. And then I realized like this was like something that I really enjoyed, you know, and, and it wasn't like I really worked, worked out or, train i didn't know how to train for for running you know as a kid but i kind of carried that with me um but it was the 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 tricky part was long distance running wasn't my favorite you know um we did cross country in high school or i'm sorry in elementary and it wasn't my strength but fast forward till years later becoming a father i realized that running was going to be something that was part of my life Um, and i could kind of jump into how food runners kind of came about because i think for me it was at the time, in 2014, I've been running a food magazine for a few years, and I wanted to do an issue about, you know, the industry, kind of like um, the state of the industry, you know, the underbelly of, of what goes on and, and, you know, the drugs, alcohol, the fact that people aren't really able to kind of do a lot of healthy things. The lifestyle is very, very um, dangerous to some people. I realized I wanted to do an issue around that. But then I, I part of me was like, I want to kind of actually, I want to actually create something that will help the industry as opposed to just kind of exposing it and you know it's great to bring exposure to it um, and bring light to these these things but i really thought i want to do something that was actually going to benefit it so you know long story short approached nike and i with the idea that you know i really want to come together and bring chefs to do something on the regular um and initially i'll be honest with you, like i love basketball one of my first ideas was like let's get you know let's play basketball with the chefs or let's you know let's do other sports and then it occurred to me, I'm like, you know what? Not everyone can play these certain sports, right? You know, if you can't play basketball, you can get injured or it wouldn't be necessarily beneficial for everyone. But I realized everyone can walk, everyone can run, right? It doesn't matter how quick you are, as long as you have the right shoes. I mean, even without the right shoes, I think you can just get out there and start at any sort of level, right? I think that's the great thing about running. You don't need all the gear, right? You don't need all these things. You can get out there and do it. So 2014, Pretty, you know, pretty quickly we pitched it to Nike 
and we started the Food Runners. I hit up some of my good friends in the industry at the time, you know, Grandpa Gamerin, Dennis Tay, uh, Rob Gentile, like a handful of really great chefs, Alex Feswick, and we launched the crew. It was it started off just being chefs. Eventually, years later, we evolved in having more aspects of the restaurant, but the first sort of group was chefs, and I think it was a really important group because that group literally helped um, attract um, people and, and it, it helped grow to what it is today. So that's kind of how we started, and it's it's been amazing. This is probably like our seventh year now, which is amazing. I, I, um, I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, no, but like, so I'm here. Like, yeah, Chuck, let's start with the first one. So, because you just walked us through this incredibly inspiring story, but I think there's so many layers to this. I don't. I think is mm-hmm. there's a lot more to it. So let me ask you a first question. You had your relationship with running. What was your relationship to the food industry at that time? My entire so ironically, I before I did the food magazine, my entire life was essentially restaurants. So my first job was line cook, dishwasher, uh, a place called Vivo in Toronto. It was on Mount Pleasant in Eglinton. That's where I first got my taste of like um, food, like actual restaurant work. And then you know, years later, I basically worked many sort of positions: line cook, pizza chef, um, catering. I, I in university, I went to. Ryerson for hospitality. I ended up starting a catering business with my good friend, who we now have a restaurant uh, together, and we'll talk about that. But we started a catering business in university, and it helped me pay for a school. And then from there, I just worked in so many different places. You know, front of house. I actually transitioned from the kitchen and the back to running restaurants, so server, manager, just falling in love with hospitality, just that aspect of of food, right? And that I don't want to go too far, but that brings me all the way back to my childhood. Growing up in a Filipino home, my grandparents, my, my grandmother, my mamang, she was like the caterer for the entire community. Oh, wow. Like in, out of her apartment, we'd have neighbors from this apartment complex just come in to pick up, you know, lumpia spring rolls and punts it, you know, all these different things. And I, I early on, I got a sense of, of food and hospitality just from my grandmother's kitchen in that apartment complex. So food is the th- food is, you know, through and through my, my life. And it, it up until now, you know, I, I run a restaurant. We open a restaurant during COVID, mind you, um, and I have a food sort of food. Um, I hate using the word agency. We're a food content studio, so we do a lot of food content. We do uh, marketing for restaurants, and but that's essentially my my involvement with food. It's is very like, it goes way back. Yeah, I'm seeing a, a an actual theme here. So obviously, food is what brought community together but you've taken what you've lived through with your grandmother and the food brought the community together now you're using that again as a vessel in order to help the industry and i love the fact that you've just put it out there compared to just think about yourself right off the bat like exposing the industry you got to a point where you're like maybe i should help the industry instead of just like hey let me get at them and you know obviously that would create a buzz and everything else but it was more than that for you i think ultimately other people might have had the idea but never thought how to connect the pieces and i'm happy you're able to do that and that's why we have a discussion today and um, you mentioned it's just sh- so you mentioned it's just chef that started off. Um, yeah. What are these? How did this actually then open up to other um, members of the hospitality industry that aren't the chef? Well, it naturally, like you know, I think our second year because the first year was sort of like a closed group because we kind of wanted to just like test it out, but also just you know, want to like really control like who was a part of it because it was the first you know the first time doing this whole movement. 
And the second year when we opened up, this is when Nike had the loft in Toronto, when they launched the Nike Toronto Run Club, you know, like hundreds of people would show up. Um, the word got out and people were like, yo, this is amazing. I'm a chef in Toronto. I would love to come run with you guys. Oh, I'm a bartender. You know, I run a restaurant. I run a cafe. Uh, you know, like we have had dishwashers. We've had food bloggers, right? We've had people who, in a sense, know the experience of a chef. They know what we go through, right? I think anyone who's in and around the food industry, um, they experience the same things, right? It's it's a lot of long hours. It's a lot of hard work. Um, it's a very stressful industry. So we realized not only from the demand that was coming at us, we realized that we just want to help everybody in this industry. Like, it, you know, and it's not it's not just for the chefs. It's for literally everyone who's in the hospitality industry kind of goes to these same lifestyle um, obstacles. So it's from like second year onward, we just started to help bring new people. And we have a lot of friends from media, social media. We have friends from, you know, we have a few uh, flight attendants, right? It's It's grown it's almost growing a little bit out of food as well. But we, you know, for us, it's like, we can't, I don't want to turn people away. Cause if, you know, the way that we look at our run club, it's, it, it's where we're very inclusive. We want people to come run. If, if you, if you like food, you're, you're coming to the right place. Cause that's a, a huge part of, of how we kind of create our experience. And this serves two purposes, Chuck. So first is, you know, you've, you've mentioned a few times how stressful that occupation is and the first thing that running does is it, it kind of takes them away from that for a little bit and it gets them into that kind of meditative cathartic space where they can just not think about the stress of their daily lives and they can think about kind of just running and being together yeah. um how hard was it to convince everyone to to kind of run with you you know it's funny because i think at first when i when i put the idea out there a lot of people not that there was like What's the word I'm looking for? When you think of Nike, you don't think of like food and chefs. And that's part of the issue with, with the restaurant industry is that there's a lot of bravado. There's a lot of like, you know, I'm just going to drink all night, right? I'm just going to stay up late, crush some beers and then go home. And, and it wasn't, this is, this type of thinking is not part of the, now more so I would like to think now it is, but at the time you weren't really thinking about health and lifestyle and wellness and, you know, um, mental sort of, wellness as well which is a big part of this whole thing um but there were people that not necessarily were hesitant but they just didn't understand how this would help um but i think after that first cohort if you want to call it that the first you know we call them the ogs the first group of people that were running with us um and they saw the impact on them it really kind of opened the eyes and part of the reason why we brought on some of you know obviously they were friends of ours but the reason why we brought on certain people is because they they had a lot of attention on them. And you see other young cooks saying like, if that guy's running, I think maybe I'm going to run too. Maybe it's something that I should be doing. So there was like not necessarily hesitancy, but people just didn't get the correlation between like chefs and that lifestyle and then running and and lifestyle. But I, and you know, like I said, now um, chefs are really looking after their, their bodies, their mental health. um, and, And just seeing the amount of people that have been impacted by this. It's amazing. You know, it's it's beyond it's grows it's growing beyond me. It's growing beyond the crew. It's just people that come on board. At first, there were you know people who are coming. They're expecting something. They're expecting to be part of something. You know, everyone wants to be part of a community. And I think chefs, especially if if you're there and you're you know a lot of them have become amazing runners. But it's more so because the community has really drawn them in. They just want to be around other chefs. They want to be around other people like them who are going through similar things. It's almost like a support group, right? In a sense, and I think. That's what, you know, that's, we've grown to a family. Like the people, like I love the people that are part of this. 
because it's it's really become this huge family and, and and support. It's like you know, at the end of the day, running is kind of like the vehicle for how we connect. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But it's you know, at the end of the day, it's it's this connection is what's the most important thing. Yeah, I I, I also believe that with uh, as you said, it's a catharsis and it's an outlet. The fact that you're giving us like a behind the scenes because we've heard of hey, um, you know, chefs they live a hard lifestyle because they work when we're winding down just to service us. And then they wake up the next morning and they have to open a restaurant maybe noon if it's a dinner service kind of thing. So we we don't know that just being um, patrons. And I think just you're giving us the background uh, part of it where it's like, hey, part of the industry is like you just go hard and drink and have Red Bull late at night and just pump out, you know, um, dinner service, but you're giving us a, a background there and also made it tailored to that group of individuals. Cause I've always used food run as an example. When someone says they don't see a group or something that matches with their lifestyle or their time of day, but you've done that by saying, Hey, why not the same people that have the same lifestyle and same kind of space then create that. And that could stem to with religion and not just uh, industry of working or, or a corporate space, but uh, yeah. happy you're able to even just like yeah. uh, pilot it first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And has it uh, extended to anywhere outside of Toronto? Well, it's funny. Like I remember our first, like our, our first year we had so many, um, people from around the world saying, Oh, we love what you do. We love the food runners. Um, can you do this here? Can you come to like Montreal? Can you come to Texas? Can you come to, Co- I remember we had some guy from Copenhagen emailing us like, yo, can we do a chapter out here? And at the time I was just like, wasn't ready for this. Like, um, you know, expect, like, you know, how do you start another run crew in another city? Like I, I wasn't sure how to do that, but I fast forward till, you know, seven months, years later, there's a, there's a amazing crew out of Texas called the Commodore Run Crew. And they're literally a restaurant group. And they've even said they're, they've been inspired by the food runners many years ago. And that's, you know, that's, a, and that's just one of the many people that have been a part of, like have been inspired and then kind of opening up their own satellite sort of uh, crews. So yeah, man, there's people around the world that constantly hit us up and it's amazing like that we're able to inspire people. Um, and, you know, some of them might become eventually like food runner, like satellite crews. But for me, the idea that another run crew around the world is has been inspired by us and they're chefs, whether they call themselves food runners or not, that's a, that's a win for us because, you know, they're doing something for their community, for themselves, and for the industry. So yeah, I I maybe I, I don't know if I'm right or not, but what I what I also like about this is that if you know you're in that industry and then you're running with a bunch of different crews people are like oh what do you do oh you know i'm in the food industry and then you have to go through the whole story and sometimes they don't even want to talk about that but when they're a bunch with a bunch of other runners that like they can they understand each other and they don't have to go through the like i'm a chef because you know what's going to happen you run with me and it's like oh you're a chef where you chef maybe i know the restaurant oh you know and it gets into that dialogue and sometimes it's like i don't want to talk about work i just want to just go out for a run and you know you could run with a whole bunch of other chef and food industry folks and just be like let's just enjoy the moment yeah you know it's funny because there's a lot of that there is a lot of like we're able to just kind of break away from like our daily you know crazy craziness right the, the the buzz of of daily restaurant life and then there's some days where we're literally non-stop talking about the industry and it's you know it's kind of part of you know when covid started we were still kind of doing some money it was non-stop so what are you guys doing like are you guys opening are you closing like you hear about that new 
mandate from the city. Like, you know, we, it's, it's, it, was, it, can be, it became a place where we're kind of picking our brains and updating each other on what's going on and what are you guys doing? Like, what should we do? So it's, it's kind of a cool, like, again, a support network, a support group, like a, a network where we can kind of almost pick each other's brains, right? Like I've, we've given, we were able to collaborate in so many aspects, giving people catering jobs, giving people um, opportunities and jobs and um, we've connected people and they've gone on to do their own thing together. It's so in a sense, yeah, it is an, it is an escape, but it's also a great way for us to just, it's almost like we're almost just kind of like, um, I don't know what the right word is, but we're to networking, just trying to kind of build off ideas together. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's perfect. And, and you know, that is the other aspect to it. And, and you know, I, I don't mean that like you guys all run together or, or I'm sorry, you all run together and, you know, you don't want to talk about work, but it is a networking opportunity as well, where you can just get out of the business, get out of the restaurant and just talk about different things that are that are going on. So, so yeah, yeah it's all good. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think it's really, uh, I think it's really cool that you can also also share those kind of ideas. What one of the, you know, I do want to get into kind of like the work you're doing back at the house and all that stuff. What like how are and and I don't want to get into this this kind of conversation too long, Chuck, because it could be a downer. But how are you supporting each other, whether it be the run crew or the industry industry folks during the pandemic? Because you can't, I'm sorry, you can't run together, right? So, like, how are you connecting? Well, right now, so we were running at the beginning of, um, so we did we did take a little bit of break at the beginning of COVID, and then when we realized around June that you can kind of come together in, in a certain aspect, we were trying our best to do like a social distance run, group two groups of ten, kind of thing. Uh, we purposely try to keep it a little bit smaller because there's sometimes in the summer where you're getting like you know plus twenty people, and that wasn't a good look, right? Um, and then closer to October. Um, when things were starting to again close down, we realized although some crews were still running, and I this is not to like compare. We we realized personally we just wanted to take a step aside, take a step back, and put it on hold because you know our brothers are and sisters are you know are working hard, they're busting their butt off to serve people, and you know we didn't want to be the the cause for them to kind of get affected in any way. So I think optically it was better for us to just not run together as a, as a big group, meeting at restaurants and all these things. You know, we want to kind of, again, our, we want to put our industry first. And that's kind of what we did. And, you know, it's funny, like we, we have this really funny, like WhatsApp group where we're constantly like, we still, you know, a lot of the crew still runs on Wednesdays and we're like posting pictures of, you know, today was an amazing day, you know, get out there. So we're supporting each other in that way where we're like constantly talking, we're giving each other updates where, you know, if someone, you know, one of our guys, Craig from um, the Rogers Center, he's doing, I, I believe it's like a, a run from here to Montreal or something. I can't remember what it was, but he's posting um, like, okay, who's done this? Like, what should I do? You know, minutes, seconds later, you got like five people giving him tips. Okay, do this, yeah. eat this, you know, make sure for the first leg of it, do this. Like, it's amazing. It's such a good group of people. And it's like, again, it's like a family. So we're all supporting each other. We're already like, like two days ago, we're like, hey, when are we getting back together? And I'm trying to like, you know, I, I want to like rally people up and say, we're, we're, we're close, but, um, I, we're we're trying to be very careful. Again, this is kind of we want to put the industry first, so yeah. that's kind of like our thinking. Yeah, you've made runners yeah. out of this thing. <laughs> People yeah. that um, that I think maybe ninety percent of um, your group are new runners, which is like unheard of. <laughs> Where you, obviously you take you stem from the profession, 
to then uh, gather a group, but just they probably weren't runners before, right? Even if they did it in uh, school and stuff, but not recreationally. Um, but you saw the power of just having um, the sport itself. And then, no, these guys want to go beyond just um, running with the group. As you said, you know, they've shot out messages with other runners trying to connect and stuff like that. But um, their network has now grown apart from just, you know, oh, yeah. food runners, right? Absolutely. Like some of the guys who, like we had some guys who, who, don't get me wrong, they have ran, ran before when they come with us, but they're just taking it to a whole other level. And we have our guys who haven't run and this is like their life now, which is amazing. Like it's, and, and then they're doing stuff with Pace in Mind and they're doing stuff with like all the guys, like all the, like I, you know, I call them legit run crews and not to downplay what we do, but you know, you think of like, you know, Rajon and you think of Andrew Thuss and, the, and those guys, like the, you know, the, and Brittany and, you know, the people who are really training and putting people to, when I see our guys going to work, you know, run with them, you know, with stride and pacing, I'm like, Okay, our guys are they're almost in a sense they're graduating. There's like <laughs> we kind of, you know, I, I like to think we kind of did our part and then now they're going off to do amazing things. And you know, one of our guys went did um qualify for Boston and you know, the, we're constantly sending people to Chicago. Yeah, it's amazing to see the how people evolve and it's again, it's it's um it's more so like I feel I'm glad that we're able to like affect people's lives in a positive way. You know what I mean? And this is no by no means me taking a credit for that. This is just like this movement that we've created, we're able to help people in a, in a different way, which is such an amazing um, aspect. But of you know what? But you are impacting their lives. So do it, does anyone ever come up to you and say, like, thank you for creating this? Because, And I'm not trying to get you to like um, be like, yeah, I did this. But, but you think about this, it's like you think about how much stress they go through. And you mentioned it a few times already. What you created is giving them this outlet, this space where they can um, decompress, right? So like, have you ever gotten feedback from anyone about about the space you created? Absolutely, all the time. I think, again, I'm a very, I'm, I don't know what the word is, like I'm a very like behind the scenes guy. You know, my company is called Back of House because we're about being in behind the scenes. Um, for me, it's, you know, we do have people coming up to me all the time and, or even just messaging me on social media saying like food runners changed my life or thank you for making this, this space for us to do this type of thing. And it humbles me like crazy because I'm, I'm a very like laid back guy. I don't like to be on the forefront of anything. This to do this podcast was a little bit <laughs> out of my comfort zone, but uh, you know, I felt like I, if it's helping talk about the movement, I absolutely would, would want to do it, but I'm, I'm not that type to be like, Oh, I started this. I started that, but yeah, we get it all the time. And I think people, I'm humbled by the amount of people that tell me that this has changed their lives. So, no, I'm happy you're able to come on. And I think um, there might be some misconceptions on the group itself. So, initially, I thought um, I learned that is industry people that run it, but it's first, it's hey, can I come run and have brunch too as well? Where it was more about the food, but not knowing it's a support network. So, I think now having a conversation with you on the podcast clarifies that for the person that don't get to um, speak to you one-on-one directly. So uh, you doing a podcast is doing justice to everyone else that might have uh, a different idea on what the, the food runners are and what yeah. they stand well, for. I think, actually, I wanna, that's a good point because I think there have been times um, where I feel like there may have been misconception because a huge part of what we do ever, ever since the first cohort was our refuel. We call it Project Refuel where what we eat together, you know, gathering as a community, that's a big part of this whole thing. Like running is obviously the main thing. And then the refueling, because it's a community kind of aspect, it's refueling your body. 
But I think there was a point in time where we would have people come just because they know that we get all this cool free food. And, um, and I, I, and I, I saw it early on. I, I didn't want this to be a thing where people just are coming just because there's awesome food with I mean, That's a good thing to come. That's a good reason to come. And I want people to come because there's amazing chefs making food. Like who wouldn't want to come to that? But I, I don't want that to be yeah. the draw, like the draw. I don't want oh, free food on Wednesdays like that. That rubs me the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like it's a community. It's a running first community. Um, and the, the natural byproduct is we get to have amazing food. That's just like a, a second part. Best of it. potluck days ever. No. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see where it becomes distracting <laughs> where you might get people that aren't, and not that they're not runners, but it, it takes away from the main goal of it is for you to be involved in the running and not to be off yeah. service again. <laughs> because once you start serving food, you're doing your profession at the thing you're supposed to be doing as a recreation. So that 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 makes sense where you why you wanna restrict it to okay, cool, we do that, but hey, um just like you know, I, I'm sure Jonathan gets it sometime where if he has a lot of followers on, on, on Instagram and stuff like that, he's like, hey, could you do this for me? It's like, but it's not the space. I, it just doesn't add up or I'm, I'm not on right now. It's like, yeah. So I, I, I totally get that, uh, that understanding. But the Project Refuel itself, could you speak more to that? As you said, it may not just be to, it's open there, but what were your idea on how Project Refuel should work? Yeah, so we first started off, like I realized that you know, we're getting all these chefs to run and that's like a, it's a huge ask for someone who's never run before, right? It's a huge ask for someone who doesn't, who isn't in that lifestyle. So early on, we realized we need to give them creativity or a space to have creativity within this like really, really difficult thing. So I realized I'm like, okay, let's give them an opportunity to refuel in a different way. So the first cohort, we were going to like juice bars. We were going to like really cool, like um, healthier spots and taking over the kitchen. So we would actually show up at Bold Fresh Bar on Queen and we would have access to the entire kitchen and everyone was making their own smoothies. So you're seeing like world-class chefs making their own smoothie, making their own salad, making their own like, you know, um, chia, pu- chia pudding and overnight oats and putting their own spin on it. And then I realized like this is such a yeah. a great, you know, byproduct to this whole thing. We're actually, we're putting them through hell by running their first 5k, but at the same time, we're giving them an opportunity to like refuel the way that they want to refuel. And we, we, uh, we start off with like really, really super healthy stuff, cold pressed juice. And then I realized I'm like, man, at the end of the day, we want to run so we can eat the things we love. Right. Like we have this funny, like saying it's called we'll run for food. And that's what we do. We like to run so that we can eat, you know, really cool stuff like burgers and pizza and ramen. And so we kind of tailored, although we do stuff, you know, we do like to give them, proper you know food and think about the health aspect of it we there's times where we just you know after a run we do like a nice you know breakfast sandwich or like um yeah like we we try to do it in a way where it's not we're not putting too much like stringent rules on the refuel we want them to just create and before covid obviously we were going to like any restaurant in the city you name it we were there we're going to canoe restaurant in in the you know the td towers we're going to um tabuka we're going to die low um, Eastbound Brewery, all these like Drake Hotel, like all these amazing places, getting access to their kitchens and being able to just kind of um, just cook together in a in a really like casual, um, like non judgmental, you know, uh, scenario. 
It's amazing how this thing has evolved, right? Like, like I just want to, I want to get a bunch of runners together, you know, just, um, just take them away from the stress of their, their job and get them together. And now you've got these incredible projects and creativity and, and just getting everyone to kind of think of different things. What, like, what other things are you, I mean, you, you probably, I'm sure you could share, but like, are there other things you want to do? Are you thinking about, are you constantly evolving this? With food runners? Yeah. Man, you're going to, yeah. Well, it's funny because I get ragged on all the time about this, but for the past four or five years, um, you know, everyone's been on my case about um, our lack of merch. <laughs> like every run crew has like merch and like everywhere, you know, and I've been really like, I've been thinking about this a lot and I've, I'm trying to find the right, you know, avenue to do it. I think now's the time, you know, last year, no, two years ago as a crew, we went to Chicago um, and, you know, just taking in that whole um, space by the, oh my gosh, what's that? The, uh, the, the crew with the, with the store and all the nice gear in Chicago. Oh my gosh. Mountain. Oh, I, it's the heartbreak, the heart, heartbreak or yeah. heart, heart hill. Yeah, heartbreak. heartbreak hill. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Heartbreak hill. So heartbreak hill is a hill, but it, the story is like yeah. heartbreak. Yeah, but they, but they have a store in uh, Chicago. Oh, did they There's also a store have it in called Chicago? Heartbreak. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. A running, yeah, a running store. store. So it's uh, Chicago's Black Toe. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So I think like my, 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 like what I want to do, I would love to extend this brand further than just this run crew to like, I want to have like our own merch, but also just like the, I, the, just the lifestyle of food industry and running. That's, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like I've been working, like literally been like, plotting this idea of a, of a running cookbook oh i know there's a few out there but we're working with like some real chefs so i think we could do some cool things um cookbook you know there's so many like things again like my my main company is a content studio so we want to do things in and around you know content and food and um it's just tricky now with covid but i think i've had we have so many ideas in, in our back pocket that we want to extend and kind of grow this brand you know we want to do a pop-up um, a pop-up where you know you can come like in the summertime obviously now it's a little bit trickier but in the summertime during race season we'll have pop-ups with different food and some cool um places for for other run crews to come into like create create community right have food connect with our chefs um there's so many things like this this thing is going to grow beyond me again i want to expand to other cities um it's going to be you know obviously a little bit slower than than what i thought because now with covid but I definitely still think there's room for this thing to just, it's, it's only like, I feel like it's still early days. There's so much room for this to grow. So much possibility. Yeah, you're giving away a lot of gems. You are, you are, <laughs> yeah. a lot of gems. Yeah, a lot of gems. Cause like, um, it, just what you're saying and stuff like that, you didn't just want to slap a logo on a shirt and then call it. No, yeah. No. Yeah, this is gonna be, it's a, it's, 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 it's not just like creating like a t-shirt thing. I think it's just, that's the idea that we're embodying this whole lifestyle. And we've been doing this for seven years. This wow. definitely is a lifestyle. It's creating a purpose. Like people feel like yeah. there's something they can embrace, right? It's not just, you know, hitting the pavement. It's like, it's something that they can call their own. So, so let's segue a bit. What's back of the house is like, what's the connection with back of the house? So it's a weird, like kind of long winded connection, but so the, the magazine that I was talking about before we started for was called acquired taste. So acquired taste is essentially a start off as a blog in my mom's basement. Eventually we created a, a, a printed magazine that was sold globally. And from there, the magazine started to get all this attention from different brands, you know, Oh, can you do magazines for us? And Oh, can you run our social media? Can you help us with this campaign? And then part of that whole period of growth was this food runners thing. And I realized like, man, this, 
cre- like creating different experiences and creating content f- around food was a strength that we had. So acquired taste essentially pivoted and we became this like small content studio. And we're now doing this is like, you know, it's like a dream job. Like I basically get to eat for a living. Like we do, we're creating magazines. Like right now we're creating a, a printed magazine. We're creating an online magazine for a brand. We're doing a book for a hotel. We're doing like, we do tons of social media for restaurants in the city and marketing. Um, and then on the other side, we're, we're doing a lot of sort of, you know, digital marketing and all this like online stuff. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, this experiential stuff, I call it experiential just because I feel like food runners is like that kind of experience. This is what we love to do, like create these experiences. And it's, it's helped me like think of um, even before like this whole idea of like influencer or partnering with like it, this whole food runner thing helped me realize power of like the industry like chefs like chefs are they're influencers they're people that can really make change and, and they have big followings and um that's like it kind of so that helped me realize other projects that i maybe wanted to do with back of house right maybe utilizing chefs to do some other things but yeah back of house essentially it's our it's like my my baby that's my full-time job and and then you know one another thing on the side which is i call it on the side but it's still a huge part of my life is i started a uh, with a good friend of mine, we started a, a restaurant in Toronto. It's uh, it's called Saints Island Pies, and it's basically Fili- it's basically Detroit style pizza with Filipino toppings. So yeah, you guys gotta come check it out. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, uh, listen, man, we're we're like soaking it up. There's so much there, and I think um, <laughs> with just I, how you're connecting the dots, because the food part of it, yes, but you wanted to share the experience and that's all the books and the, the cookbook idea. Um, and as you said, there's a few already, already, but I think there will, won't be anything like the one you do and, and your team. So I think that, you know, Jonathan, I'm looking out for that because just having a printed material with the quality of work that even back of house does, um, we, we've seen content out there. We, you may not, we may not know that it's that it's you, but when we see the quality of the you know, a, a, a actual restaurant brand. And then it's like on, you know, like the image is good. It's not like a, a iPhone picture. Then we know it's back a house that did something there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, too bad you can't like tag yourself into all of them. But we've seen some of the work, um, oh, you know, Eastbound is, is, a, is, a, is a, yeah. a, a place that you do stuff for. Um, yeah. So, no, we got into food, but there is a, a question I wanted to ask too, is that the assumption is that you're a chef and there's food industry be individuals. Now, y'all should know about food and you should know the healthiest things. And that's why you shouldn't work out. So I want to like clear up that misconception where not because the actual uh, individual that are running knows about food in the essence of, just as you mentioned, we run to eat, but it's not that you, you know nutritionally every single uh, aspect of food because some people are just the industry part of it and they may not uh, know how to actually um, go away and eat the proper food. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. I think, yeah, for the most part, we, I wouldn't say everyone understands that aspect of it. So I think early on, that's the reason why we kind of wanted to introduce them. So that first couple of cohorts was just really introducing them, showing them that side of things like cold pressed juice, you know, chia pudding, like overnight oats, all these different things. And it was actually really um, a big eye opener because at the time, you know, this is when like the whole cold pressed juice craze was was popping off, you know, greenhouse. And you had like basically everyone was trying to cold press at that time. So it was really like new to them. So now, like I think now in this day and age, a lot, they, a lot of chefs do have a bit more understanding of these things. Right. Uh, restaurants are starting to be more healthier with their options. They understand that, you know, 
people need to start thinking about these things. So naturally, chefs are going that direction. Um, in the past, the, the whole like, like that whole like saying, never trust a skinny chef. Like, I don't think that thing really, that doesn't really like fly right now because if you're really, really like, you know, I don't want to put labels on it, but I think you can be a chef, you can be healthy, um, you can understand nutrition and you, you'll you still be recognized as a, as a really good chef. Like, I don't think you have to be uh, overeating and really like overdoing it from that. It, like times have changed, you know, this whole idea of um, gluttony and stuff like that. It's kind of like, that's an old way of thinking. So I think now more and more chefs are understanding this whole aspect of like healthier eating. But, you know, in our crew, we're not necessarily giving people nutritional, you know, here's a nutritional like kit, take it home. Like we don't, we, we give them access to these things. Like every now and then we'll go to like an impact kitchen or to, you know, place. IQ food co. We, we just give them, we just give them, yeah, amazing restaurants, like amazing, you know, chef driven menus. So we give them access to these places um, because I think, you know, if we're, if we're going to have, you know, burgers and pizza every single time after run, that wouldn't be good either. So we kind of give them balance. Yeah. And the, the other bit about it is you get now access to these restaurants that even if you're in the industry, you wouldn't go there necessarily in the back of the kitchen. So the yeah. fact that, as you said, Buka and a few other restaurants that are, again, they would just open their kitchen without having the running crew and are just knowing an, a person that works there as a chef or just back a house individual that that's like a whole different network of things you know yeah. for future uh, job potential or just see how they do things here without any um proprietary stuff being stolen but that's that's a whole other bit yep again jonathan as a general public we want to experience some of that somehow some way and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the food part of it but just as you mentioned if there's a merch or the actual uh book that has been put together um there will be something there that could you know make us experience that yeah i, I just want to let you know that I, I was listening but i was also looking at the saints island pies and oh my <laughs> god yeah Thanks, I, I want to click it. I might drive to Toronto. Oh, you know? <laughs> oh where, where you whereabouts are you? I'm in Hamilton now today, actually. Oh, yeah. man. I know, but no complaints. Hey, listen, it's man. It's yeah. no big deal. Jonathan, I, are you in Toronto? I'm in Yogan Eglinton, yeah. Yeah, you guys, I mean, yeah, like it's 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 not the type of food that you want to have every single day, obviously. It's a pretty heartier pizza. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so different. Like, it's the fact that we are doing the only, like, Filipino-influenced, like, pizzas. It's just, like, it's so unique. and. I think that's part of the reason why people start to fall in love with us is because we are just a totally different type of pie. It's necessary for uh, for that. You're make, making us experience that in a simple way. I learned how to make uh, my own pizza dough, and I saw it a few months ago. But it actually, in a, and I barbecue it. But it's been it, in the beginning was oh, cool. trying to figure it out. In the beginning was impossible. But uh, the right mix yeah. and everything, and then I kept burning the bottom, and then. Uh, I figured out how to actually, so now I figured out how to use the grill so that it comes out perfect. And I, I other than that, I make French toast for my son. So the fact that I'm making my <laughs> own pizza dough and stuff like that, it's, I have a, a new appreciation for anyone that does this like day in, day out for a living. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. And just like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to come by and check this out because they, they look great. Absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome. We're, we're opening up patio too. So love it. No, I think essentially what Jonathan's saying too is with the book or just even um, checking out the spot itself, it'll give us some instructional approach to the things we yeah. do because we, you know, we all run, but 
that's a relationship with food. Some people have difficulties with that. So if we were able to, if you're able to make sure easy that is in a workshop format, this is the time to do that type of stuff. Now, if people are making home pizza like Jonathan is, yep. you know, so yeah. we're getting that's into bread, point. you know, that type of stuff. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, what's, uh, what's next? I know we talked about kind of the, the merch and stuff like that. You have kind of Saints Islands. What, like, what's next for, what, like for you, what's next, Chuck? And what's next for kind of food runners? Oh, man. I'll start with, with, with me. I mean, so back at house is, we've grown, like it's crazy. Um, like our company is growing. So I think that we're naturally, we're in a place now where I'm able to do more projects that I actually want to do you know in the past we're like you have to kind of do whatever comes in mm-hmm. oh you need like a one hour photo shoot i'll do it like you know like it's we're now able to like dictate the type of work that's coming in so we're now like i said we're doing like a couple of books we're doing a couple of digital publications i love publishing i love creating like lasting timeless things so i think we want to like we're we're growing in our our digital side in terms of like we're doing so much social media you know websites and stuff but i think i love the idea of publishing and doing more of that type of stuff production i want to get in i want to I, I would love to produce a show like i think right now we're we're doing amazing like food content from like the perspective of magazines and social but i would love to take that and create like a pitch something to netflix maybe like a food and running thing or maybe something along the lines of that whole connection and that kind of brings me to food runners like i think again i think now it's a good time for me to like look at how i can grow this a bit more from a brand perspective, you know, like merch, creating experiences, collaborations. We, we don't, we, we don't do a ton of collaborations, but I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. More experiential stuff. I think the idea of doing this, like ideas of pop-up stuff are just ways that we're going to be able to do that. Like I, I love, you know, I, I don't know if you know the brand like Kith and there's another running crew of, out of New York, but they do like a lot of activations with Nike and other brands. I just want, I just want our, I just want runners to have more exposure. I think, I think, you know, it's, it's it's tricky now because with COVID, but I think once things open up and we're able to kind of get back to kind of like our so-called regular schedule, um, I really want to push the boundaries of what food runners can be because I think we've only been scratching the surface with it. How much influence does um, Nike have on uh, ideas or inspiration or you just create a concept and then approach them and see how they could get involved? Yeah, they're pretty open. Like I think they thankfully we've been getting a lot of free reign with like what we do you know it's right now it's like the food runners is my baby and they just they just happen to support us and and you know they everything that we've done up to this point has been you know i'd like to think you know on par with the branding and just great for running so i think um we just naturally we we understand like what what makes sense for this for like food and running right we're not going to go totally left field with this but i think we yeah, they gave me like we have a lot of free reign with what we want to do. What can runners that aren't in the food industry do to to support you guys? I know like we can probably order takeout from some of the places that you'll work out. I, I I don't know if you have a list of like your runners and where they work, but like what what can we actually do to help you? Yeah, I was about to say that. Like I think right now, as a lot of people are either getting back to work or the restaurants have been kind of still affected, I think I would start there, like supporting any any of the a lot of the guys that you'll see on our social you could follow their restaurants on social media. You can it's something that's like you said, keep buying gift cards, buying takeout. Right now, restaurants are really being affected. So yeah, and the and you know in turn, a lot of them are you know a lot of them are small business owners. A lot of them are like myself, who are actually are the owners of these restaurants. So just going to once once in a while, grabbing something from the restaurant 
Um, and that's probably like, that's, that's where I would start. I think right now, I think just those little things are helping them. And that's, you know, I, I don't think there's, you know, I, I wouldn't like, I'm, I'm not going to throw up any GoFundMe accounts or I think it's just starting there. Like really just supporting the restaurants. That's, that's where we want to start. Yeah. And I think it, it can work. There is less of us moving around. So when it comes to, um, we can't afford something or, you know, back then when we were all bustling and hustling, we're spending less than we used to. Uh, unfortunately, some people aren't as fortunate. They're not making any money at all. But I think just any little thing that you can do at first ordering takeout was a bad misconception. I know people who live off some restaurants now where because they don't have to take the the subway anymore they can find money to to order food and stuff like that without having to spend their time making dinner they can go out for walks and stuff like that so it's almost like a they simplify their lives yeah and also get gain more time with their family by doing these these things and um restaurants are changing their menus to make it accommodate into family harvest meal style so uh, i think it's not far-fetched to um spend a little on a friday um, getting uh, cider and something for, for just dinner. Yeah. I think one more thing I want to add to that is even your experience going to a restaurant now, I think should be viewed from a totally different lens because a lot of these chefs are putting their life at risk, unvaccinated to be at, at your service, cooking for you, serving you. So I think in the past where you, we'd kind of look at servers as like disposable, I think we have to understand that the, they're, we're essential like workers or we're, we're feeding the general public. Um, we're really out there. Obviously, like, like a lot of us have to work because a lot of people can't afford to not be working. So um, I think just understanding that aspect of it, like, you know, being respectful and, and knowing that they're they're really putting their life on the line to serve you. So I think it that whole framework has to change in their mind. Yeah, it makes totally sense because um, these individuals don't live at the restaurant. So they have to yep. get from A to B when things aren't normal. And they're also trying to prevent food waste. So, you know, potatoes and the different supply chains are, are still sending products. So they need to be able to uh, get it out as well. So yeah. if you can support however you can get in. Good point. Chuck, who should we, uh, who should we speak to next? In the run community? Yeah, just or yeah. anywhere. Like, who inspires you? Oh man, that's a good question. Who inspires me? In what aspect inspires me? I mean, like life, business, food. Whatever. Like, who would you want to hear from? Yeah, we're a running podcast, but if you can relate it, that would be good. Otherwise, we'll have to start a different podcast for other... Jonathan's <laughs> 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 okay, oh, already stretched in. Who do you want to hear from? You just spoke about a few people. I think, I mean, you know, selfishly, because they're tied to... One of the people that is very much tied to the history of Food Runners from day one, who's been there my first half to, you know, training and different, like, year to year. You guys know Inga. From, uh, you know, she's, you know, she's, she has two kids now. She's such a huge um, ambassador to running in the city, you know, not just, not just under the Nike umbrella, but just running. Everyone knows Inga and she's like, you know, we love her. Like she's a huge part to our, our family. And I think I want to, I would love to hear that side of it. She's transitioned to being a mother and she looks like an amazing one at that. So I think um, she'd be an amazing person. I would definitely want to hear from. You know, obviously, Andrew Thus, who's an, another huge part to, to our crew, you know, like, again, a day one OG. And he was there. He's, he's seen us, if 
from 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 day one. So I think whenever time he he comes and shows up, there's like a lot of camaraderie there just because he's seen us from the come up, you know, since day one. So those two for sure. I mean, I would love to hear from a. Sh- I, I would love to you know get one of our freebunner friends on here because they're they bring another aspect of this whole experience and maybe talking about their come up from day from yep. year one. Or a lot of the guys who you probably would. Um, John Copabay, he's with us since since year two. So John, I know he ran a lot with Stride. Aleka, from uh, she she runs with us. But she's also part of she does some stuff with Pace in Mind, I think as well. So those are two people that kind of come through our Free Runners like you know movement. So I think I would love to hear their thoughts and everything. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Like I mean I love like a lot of business stuff. So I don't know if that would really relate to like you know I I I think through the lens of food a lot. So yeah, I would start with kind of like. Maybe those people, the food runner kind of uh, family. That's great. No, yeah, great I wouldn't want you to give away too much. Yeah, no, no, that's good. Chuck, we uh, we learn a lot. I learned about the the food industry. We learn a lot about kind of your connection with running and the work you're doing on the creative side. And it's it's great. Again, this is why we have this podcast to learn different things from different people. And we, you know, this is something new. We haven't spoken to anyone from. Uh, we might have spoken to people in the food industry without realizing it, but uh, to actually speak to someone who's uh, creating the space for for the folks in the food industry, it's it's phenomenal. And can't wait to see the merch come out. Definitely, hundred percent popping by and getting some uh, some pickup of uh, St. Islands. And it's it's been real great, Chuck. Thanks for your time and thanks for uh, to, for uh, educating us on on the industry. Thank you for having me. It was great, great chat, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate that. I want to get that book. I'm already, I have a space for it. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And with that being said, this is the Longest Stride Podcast. Peace. Peace.